Good morning and a good vach. We uh, resume our, we continue our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program here. We're continuing with keyboard of the aim. And uh, let's get right down to business over here. We had this morning, um, we, we wrapped up some things from, uh, we're going to wrap up some things from last week, which uh, were on the first sheet, Tezvav and Tezain, and then we continued to the new sheet. So let's just um, jump right into things. Tezvav, we have Amar Loi Aviv Lavor Adivrei Torah. Pretty black and white over here. If your father tells you to, uh, to transgress the Holy Torah, Bein Mitzvah Haseh, Bein Mitzvah Loi Saseh, Vafilu Mitzvah Shel Divreim Lo Yishma Loi. Whether he tells you to break a negative, a positive, he says, whether he says, be Mechal Shabbos, eat treif, or he says, don't put on tefillin, don't put on tzitzis, whether it's being mevatel on say or being over on a lav, you don't listen even on a rabbinic mitzvah. He tells you to be over on a derabbanan, don't like ner don't, uh, don't hear the Megillah on Purim, don't, you know, these things are very dangerous. Lo yishma loy. What? what? You have a question already? I didn't even say anything yet. This is the mechaber. I'm so much quoting the mechaber. What? Right? We answered the first question. That was, that was, that was, yeah, good, we're good. I once heard a big cloud, I heard this from Ravasha once. You know, people used to hack up Ravasha in the middle of Shir. Ravasha used to say, That was exactly his Lashen. You know, people, you know, he wasn't talking about people who hacked him up during Shir. He's talking about people who wanted the shtelzach make the entire sugi like on the first line of the Gemara. So Rav Asher used to say, you know, before you get so wrapped up in the first line, see, see a little bit more, see a little bit more hekev, see a little bit of the bigger picture, sometimes the answers present themselves. Yeah, but anyway, no, so it is before there in Shulchan Aruch, whether it's Darais or Darabonon, you don't listen to your dad, even if it's a Darabonon. So what we're going to discuss first this morning is, okay, so Darais is Darabonons, we're good with that. You have to listen to your father even if he tells you to, to transgress them. What about a Chumrah? This can happen, especially when we're younger, um, uh, in our hot-blooded yeshiva years, we all take on chumras left and right. Uh, you know, come home, I'm keeping Rebbein Tam, I'm keeping Chadash, I'm keeping Tevilas Ezra. You know, and you come home with all these chumras, and uh, sometimes, you know, they, make, they can make Shalom Bayes problems. I'm only sitting in a Chazanish Shukah this year. So, so uh, you know, you come home, and you dance happily with, with pride, with the Geshemach, to your parents, all these chumras that you took on. And it's not so always so easy, it's not, it doesn't always work so well, you know, in terms of the family dynamic over there, you know. You, you're only need chadash right now, so, um, you know, we don't keep chadash. What, what, what are you going to do exactly? You're going to go buy your own food? So, so uh, that's on a good day. On a bad day, you know, your parents say, I'm sorry, this is what we make in this house, what we serve in this house, you're eating our food, I want you to eat my food. So what do you do when there's a, a question of Kibbutz of Aim that runs ashore of a Chumrah? You take on a Chumrah. Now it's really to be Magdara Chumrah. We're going to talk about two different things. Chumras and Minhagim. This Shiloh works on two levels. You take on a Chumrah that your parents don't like, and you have a Minig. You take on a Minig that your parents don't like. Two different discussions. So what's the difference between a Chumrah and a Minig? A Chumrah is where, for generally, generally this is what it's meant, and certainly for the purposes of the, the next few minutes, a Chumrah is where... The, the um, practice in question is relevant to a Mefur HaHalacha in the Gemara, in Shulchan Aruch. Um, and the Psak HaLacha, the normative HaLacha goes one way, because in, in Kulalei Psak, we have rules how we paskin. So you go, with, with, you know, after we sort out the Mechaber and the Ramon and the Nice Kalim. So there's normative Psak how we paskin. 
And then there's, these, these, there's opinions on the side that we call, you know, the minority opinions, the das yachid, that we don't necessarily, we don't paskin like them, but they exist. And someone says, you know, out of Yerushalayim, out of, I want to take on a Miley, I'm going to be machmer for this shita. Even though Shulchan Aruch tells me I don't have to, and the halacha follows this ruling, but there is a more stringent opinion within this halacha, and I want to be chosh for that, I want to be concerned for that. So that's what we usually call a chumrah. Again, within this discussion, there's room to say, well, maybe something that I call, a, you know, you, you're calling this practice chumrah, I call this maker adin. You know, chadosh might be a discussion like that. Chadosh might, itself might be a little bit murky. You know, what's maker adin? What's chumrah? Is everyone else... You know, eating Yisurei Doraiso left and right, people that aren't Makbar on Chodosh. Okay, so there, there, is, there is a little bit of gray area in some of these things. But, but in, in general, this is the definition that works. This is the definition that, that uh, we, we uh, work with when we refer to a Chumrah. So a Chumrah is an area, something, in a minority opinion that we don't paskin like in an area of Halacha that I want to take on out of extra year Shammai. So what do you do? What's the halacha? I take on such a chumrah. The Rabbeinu Tam would be a very good example. We don't pass like Rabbeinu Tam. We pass like the Gainim. When, when is, when is uh, Shabbos over? Not when it, we hit 72 minutes. Not when it's, you know, uh, five mil after, after Shkia. We pass, we, 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 three stars. When, when the t- sky turns dark. We, we have simonim. How, how, we, how, we, how we calculate um, and we navigate the simonim like the Gainim who are far more makel than Rebbeinu Tam. Rebbeinu Tam is a chumrah. We don't pass him like Rebbeinu Tam. But you come back, you know, from yeshiva, you saw you want to take on Rebbeinu Tam. And this, this, this consternates your parents. It gets, gets them very, uh, gets, gets, make, makes, makes, gives them a hard time. And, and frustrates them. Frustrates them, yes. Um, and they, they say, I don't want you to keep in Rebbeinu Tam. I don't want you, um, I, I don't want you, uh, Keeping Chadash, we'll refer to Chadash now as a Chumrah. It's too much for you, too, too hard for us. So what's the Halacha? What's the Halacha when your parents forbid you from, from keeping a Chumrah? They demand that you, that, you, that, you, that you stop keeping this Chumrah. So the Shulchan Aruch talks about the rice and Darabans. What about a Chumrah? So, so, so both of these, we're going to go through this uh, bit by bit over here. They are not so Pashit. And each of them is a little bit of a discussion amongst the, the, the Heintegah Paiskim, the contemporary Paiskim. Um, when it comes to Chumras, there's a very big ruckus about this. Um, Rav Yashiv is from the leader of a whole chevel of Paiskim that say, you don't, keep, you, you, you don't listen to your parents, you do keep the Chumra. If a person takes on a Chumra and his parents demand, demand that he stops keeping it. The Chumra overrides keep it of aim. We treat it, since I'm being machmer in an area of Sakha we treat it like a Dorais and a Dorabanan. I'm going for, a, for, a, for, for this opinion within this halacha. That's like my parents telling me to override halacha. Other parties can agree with the Yashav is, is, is uh, here at, at, the, uh, at the forefront of, of this uh, group of Paiskim. There are other Paiskim that disagree with Rav Yashav. And uh, there's a few Maisalach, actually. There's a Maisal with Rav Shlomo Zaman. Yeah, with Rav Shlomo Zaman. So what's another area of Another Chumrah would be like using an Eruv. We pass in that you can be Saimach on an Erev. There's maybe a, you know, Shittas Rashi, other Shittas, so we don't pass it like that whole, that really Erev and irrelevant, Bismana said that no, with our streets, our modern day streets, you can't have an Erev anymore. That's a Chumrah. Make then we pass in that generally in most communities, an Erev can be Matir, can, can carry on Shabbos. Some people take on a Chumrah not to carry, because of the Chayshif Shittas and the Rishonim that are, that are, again, the minority opinions. 
So it was a Maisel of Shlomo Zaman that he once on Shabbos Kodesh, he saw a Talmud of his walking with his father. His father was an, had an older father and they're walking Shabbos afternoon in the heat, apparently setting up for a simcha or something like that. And uh, so it was, it was a, a Talmud of Shlomo Zaman, a bacher, walking with his father. His father was schlepping a, a big heavy bench. You know, so, so uh, you've never seen how they set up the Israeli simchas. They schlepped benches and tables around. We've been there ourselves also. So his, his father had balanced on his shoulder his heavy wooden bench, and it was like walking down the, down, down the street in the heat, and his son was just walking next to him, carrying nothing. And it was immediate, it was apparent, immediately, so it's a wise chutzpah, the son is letting his father shlep his bench, because the son is machmaran tilted, the son doesn't, the son is not soymachan erevim, the son doesn't carry an erevim, uh, the son doesn't carry on Shabbos. He's not soymachan erevim. His father was schlepping the bench. So Rishon Zaman held his tongue, didn't say anything. And the Talmud came, and he saw the Talmud in Yeshiva, after, after Shabbos, he called the Talmud over. And he said, you know, I saw such a beautiful thing that on Shabbos you had, took on this chumrah of not being metaltal on Shabbos, not caring. Talmud gave a big smile. He said, yeah, yeah, you know, Baruch Hashem, I was in the Kabbalah. I, I, so far I've been able to keep this Kabbalah. And then when Shlomo Zaman heard this confirmed by the Talmud, he mamish ripped into shreds. He ripped the Talmud into shreds. He said, chutzpah, you let your father carry a bench in the heat because you want to be machmer on tiltal. You have no right to do that. How could you have that? How could you do such a thing? Mamish ripped him to pieces, ripped him to shreds, and did not put the shreds back together. That's what Shlomo Zaman did this, this time. So Shlomo Zaman, this is brought in, in 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 uh, in in uh, in, in um, halicha shleima, so quite clear that Rishon Zaman is chaylik on 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 this rebel yashiv, and Rishon Zaman holds you don't have any right to keep a chumrah on the cheshur nakiyud of aim. I don't have any right to do that. Very nice. I want to be machmer, not to be matat on Shabbos. Great, I can do that when it's not my own cheshur. But if it's on the expense of my parents' cheshur, I have to keep kibud of aim. There's another ma'aser with uh, Dying Fisher. What? What do you mean? What do you mean, vice versa? Be machmer. It's a be machmer. Father wants him to be machmer. Yeah, very good. Okay, so that that that's that's gonna that has to do with an upcoming discussion. I don't think we're gonna have it this week. Maybe next week. Um, what about kibbutz aim where it doesn't? That's not really negative to the parents. Where it doesn't affect the parents. You know, I just ask you to do things that, that I don't get anything out of. Like I want you to keep your main time because I hold that it's the right halacha. The father Pash doesn't get anything out of the son keeping Rabbeinu time. From keeping or not keeping? Oh. No, you could have a case where I want my son not to keep Rabbeinu time. Let's say, again, we'll, 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 um, before we get to the mice with Diane Fisher, um, I, I, need, I need a ride to the airport right after Shabbos. So I want my son to take me to the airport. I have a flight at 9 o'clock, so we need to go. We'll go as soon as it hits 42. I said, no, I keep Rabbeinu time. I can't take you to the airport. Uh, his aggravation affects the father, yeah. Right. Yeah, if it's, if it's causing the father aggravation, if it's causing the father aggravation that I see my son is not keeping remain of time, and that causes me mamish uh, anguish and aggravation, because, uh, you know, I care so much about my son, I don't want him going to Gehenim. He's being Michal Shabbos every week. He's doing Molach at 60 minutes, right? So it's, Mamish gave me very, very, very concerned about my son's neshama. He's going to be burning in, in Gehenim. 
So that, this has to do with the question of, of, of when you cause the father like uh, emotional and mental anguish. Emotional and mental anguish. So how does that play into keyboard of aim? So, so again, this is, uh, we'll leave this on hold for the moment. We're probably not going to get to it this week. Probably going to have to wait until next week. But so now we're limiting it to like with classic cases of, of uh, COVID where, where I actually get something out of the keyboard. We'll li limit it to that for now. But this is, this is a discussion. Um, if it's only an issue of, of emotional distress and anguish and uh, aggravation, is that something that I have to take into consideration keyboard of aim? Generally, yes. In general, yes. Um, if it's, if it's um, what? Gartloch, we're getting to Gartloch, we're getting to Gartloch. Anyway, okay, let, let's get back on, on, on track. Uh, just to say, if it's an issue of causing the father aggravation, emotional distress, but nothing else, he's not getting anything out of it. He makes requests because he doesn't, because he gets very concerned, very nervous about my neshama and other things. So do you have to keep that or not? It's a discussion, but it, even if we go with the authorities that say that Part of my obligation to keep it of him is not causing my father emotional distress. It could be that I only have to keep that when, he's, when he knows about it. Meaning if he makes a request for me to keep Rebbein time, because he, because he, so, he, said, he sees I'm, I'm a Shegetz. I'm, I'm not keeping Rebbein time. He, I, I son who's a Shegetz, you know, how could such a thing be? He's very, he's very concerned for me. Even if I'm chayv to do it, it would only be in an oifen where, you know, he's going to find out otherwise. Meaning if he doesn't, it's only negate to his emotional distress, which is negate to his knowledge of what's going on in my life, but otherwise it's not really negate to him. So what I do, vein koini, is not negate to that. But getting back to, um, that, that's, that's um, to a placeholder for the, for the, for the, in, for the meantime. Yeah, you've got to be careful. You have to be careful with these things. You want to make sure that you're... Sometimes it may be I to just be macabre, so you don't have to worry about falling into the uh, into the taco. You know, if your father's so concerned about your neshama, so I'll be chayshut v'chomer for my father's chashash for my neshama. Anyway, okay. But um, um, Rebbe Yashiv holds that if your father tells you, son, you have to stop keeping Rebbeinu Tam right now. You got to stop, stop keeping chadash. Stop with this craziness. You got to stop right now. So Rav Yashiv says, you don't listen to him because he's going against Talacha. You don't have to listen. He brought down a Maisa with Shlomo Zam, Shlomo Zam disagreed. Um, and there's a Maisa with Dain Fisher also that it once came to him, the, the news of there was a, uh, also a Bachar um, that it, who, who, uh, his, his father had been Nifter. He lived with his, with his mother. His mother was an, was an Almano. Lived with his mother, a, a widow. And he came, you know, every Yom, he learned in Yeshiva. He came home every Yom Tiv, And his mother continued to build the same soka that, that her husband had always made. And um, word came to Dine Fisher that the son um, the s stopped going home for sukkahs. He wouldn't go home for sukkahs anymore. He didn't go home for sukkahs. Why didn't he go home for sukkahs? Because his mother didn't have a chazanish sukkah. And he was macabre to only sit in a chazanish sukkah. So he stopped spending sukkahs with his mother because he didn't have a sukkah to sit in. So again, he took on the chumr of the chazanish sukkah. His mother obviously wants him home. His mother, the Yamana, wants him home. But he said, no, I can't, you know, be mechabaju because I have to sit in the chazanish sukkah. So the same exact thing. I think Dain Fisher got even more upset with this bacher than Rav Shalom got upset with the bacher who let his father schlep the, the bench. And it's brought down that Dain Fisher, you know, he used to, 
he was, he was a Rav, he used to give every year Shabbos Shuvah From that point on, every year by Shabbos Shuvah used to mention the story. And he got more and more upset every single year when he told this story over. He said, you know, Shoymu Shomayim, that a Bachar could, 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 could think about doing such a thing to his mother, the Amana, not going for Sukkot, not be with his mother, the Amana, because he wants to sit in the Chazan Yishukah, Hayal Aladaz, Shoymu Shomayim. Every year he used to say the story over by, by Shabbos Shuvah He got more and more and more like, uh, uh, upset about it. So it's a Machlekes HaPoyskim. Basically, it's a Machlekes HaPoyskim. And what complicates the Machlekes HaPoyskim is that certain situations are not so clear. Is this a Chumr, is this Maker? I didn't, you know, some things like Chav Yisrael. Chav Yisrael also can make, you know, difficulty at home. I keep Chav Yisrael, I go home. My parents don't keep Chav Yisrael, so they have to start worry, get, being worried about buying separate things from me, separate dishes, separate kalim, Chadosh, Yashon. So it's a complicated discussion. Within a complicated discussion, the bottom line is, an individual shot really should be asked. We're not going to come out with a, with a blanket sack over here because you can't really give one. It's, it's a it's a That much at least we can walk away with. And it's not always so clear when are we talking about halacha, me'ikaradin, when are we talking about a chumrah. Some things that look like chumras may in fact be me'ikaradin, just everyone else is me'ikal. The fact that society is me'ikal employs a kula doesn't mean that I am being machmer. It could be I'm just going with, 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 with normative sack. So a, a, a question should be asked whenever it's relevant. Whenever it's relevant that I want to take something on and it, 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 it's, it's um, creating conflict back in, on the home front, uh, Shiloh should always be asked. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get into Minhagim yet. So far this is just Chumras. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's Chumras. We didn't talk about Minhagim yet. A majority of Minhagim are Chumras. Okay, we'll talk about Minhagim now. Just to, so let's be magdir. What's a Chumra and what's a Minhag for purposes of our discussion right now? So Chumra, again, is where I find a minority opinion that we don't paskin like, but he exists within a halacha, which we do paskin like. The main time, the Shittas Rashi by Eruvin and Chadash, uh, if you're going to call that a Chumra, good. The um, Chaznish Soko, that's, that's a Chumra. Because we don't paskin like that, what? For the Bacher. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%, right, exactly. That's, that's, yeah, 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 exactly. That's why uh, Shaila should be spoken at. The, what Rabbi Shane is pointing at, this is really the part, part of speaking at a Shaila is not just to find out what's Oiskahatan and Halacha, but what's Oiskahatan for you. You speak to someone who knows you, who knows your family situation, who will be able to guide you, you know, what's the right thing for you. You came back from Yeshiva, you know, mamish, you know, uh, all fired up with all these Halachas and Chumras. But, you know, you speak it out with a Rav, your Rav, someone that knows you and knows the situation, they'll be able to give you guidance within your specific situation. It's always part of, of uh, you know, getting guidance. It's not just about the halacha, it's about the halacha lemaisa. The halacha lemaisa, how does that, what, what's the right thing for you in your life, 100%. Um, okay, so chumra, I have a minig. What, what's a minig? A minig is um, something that's not, let's say, um, Halacha, it's not halacha I, in, in that it doesn't, uh, it's not a requirement of shulchan aruch and shasen and paiskim, but it's something that Kleisrol does. What type of? What type of hat you wear, yeah, exactly, exactly. That would be one example of this. We're going to go through the different, le- different levels of minhagim. Um, so it's, that, that's what a minig is essentially. It's a pra- minig means a practice, custom, something that Kleisrol does. This is what you didn't do. Um, it's not what we do. Because it's a requirement in halacha, like a, a sack that comes out of a shakatari of a sugya, but it's, this is what Klai Yisrael does. And within Minhagim, 
practices, there's different levels of practices. There's minhagim that come from the Gemara itself. And the, but the Gemara makes it clear that it's a minig. There's minhagim that are sourced in Rishonim, in Paiskim, but there's no, they don't come from the Gemara. And then there's a final level of minhagim that you can't even, you, things that Klai Yisrael do, that you didn't do, but you won't even find them mentioned in Rishonim, you won't find them mentioned in Paiskim, but this is something that you didn't do. So these are the three levels of minhagim, and actually the three levels have um, uh, uh, affect how we deal with them in Hilchus Kibbut of Aim. A minig that's sourced already in the Gemara, but, even, but the Gemara makes it clear that it's a minig, but yet it's sourced in the Gemara, that everyone agrees, if your parents tell you not to do that, you don't listen. And there's, we don't have a lot of examples of that, but one is, um, uh, you know, uh, clapping Hoshanas, and Hoshana Rabbit, it's a, a minig nevim, it's a minig, saying halal on Rosh Chodesh. If your father tells you, I don't want you to say halal on Rosh Chodesh, it bothers me. So you say halal on Rosh Chodesh, it's a minig, it's a minig that's in the Gemara already. Um, okay, what? Yeah, with that, that's that, right. Everyone, everyone's okay with that. Um, but now there's minhagim that aren't in the Gemara, and that there's no source for it in the Gemara, but the Rishonim talk about it already. It's a minhag kadman that already comes up in the, in, in, in the Rishonim. Um, one example would be... Like a married girl, like a, like a wife who has a father and a husband? Yeah. Right. So we know, for example, the Right. Especially when it comes to these out of town communities, there's not really like a minute of the muffin. Every family sort of does their own thing, so it seems like a very, very complicated area. Like, what is that very good girl? What's the All right, excellent. Yeah. You mean, I'll sneeze. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a very loaded question. Um, so it's not for right now. Okay. No, no, I'm not saying it's not for right now. Maybe, maybe we'll go through the. The, the levels of that, that's a very good question. Let's maybe rand out the, the levels of Minhagim and we'll come back to Tznias. Very, very good question. Um, they told me that these glasses were scratch resistance. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, so, um, um, <clears throat> Yeah, so there's uh, uh, minhagim, minhagim that aren't in the Gemara, but, but certainly come up and make their way into Shulchan Aruch already, and even before Shulchan Aruch. Um, Kaporis. Kaporis is a minig, it's brought down Shulchan Aruch, and the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch itself is not so, so enthusiastic about Kaporis, um, but the Ramah is enthusiastic about Kaporis, but it's a minig, there's no, there's no Gemara about Kaporis, taking chickens and swinging them around, right? What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right? Um, so let's say your father says, you know, I'm very concerned about the, uh, the uh, you know, emotional distress you caused to these chickens, and uh, this, is, this is not Judaism, and uh, the Truvus Harajva says you're not supposed to do it, it says, it says it's dark, I don't want you doing kaparis. I don't want you doing kaparis. Father forbids you to do kaparis. You know, your father's a learned individual, academic, he's done his research, he knows, you know, there's no, no Gemara about it, and he knows about all the Rishonim that, that decry it, so he tells you you're not allowed to do kapars. There's another example, which is maybe a little, you know, could be relevant if, uh, even if your father is not an animal rights activist, and that is actually brought down, it, we had it in the Pisgah Chuv over here, um, here off and art, and the case would be like this. Let's say someone has, someone's mother passes away. His father's still alive, the mother passes away. His father says, I don't want you saying Kaddish for your mother. It bothers me. 
Why does it bother him? Maybe, maybe his wife bothered him, right? Say so someone's, maybe the parents weren't, uh, were, were not married to each other anymore when the, when the mother passed away. And maybe it was not an amicable situation. Father says, I forbid you to say Kaddish for, for your mother. I don't let you say Kaddish. There's, uh, the place will talk about another situation. There's sometimes it could be the request. Saying Kaddish? Well, there's no, saying Kaddish for a parent? No, there's no mucker in the Gemara for saying Kaddish for parents. A measure says, he's saying Kaddish? Okay, well, well, after this year, we'll... For the time being, we're going to continue, uh, we're going to assume that there's no mucker, but we're waiting to hear the mucker. I'm, I'm, no, really. Anyway. Um, Hundred percent, hundred percent. No, no. I'm gonna, gonna, I just, I, I went into the shear working with the Hanacha uh, that there is no mucker. So I'm just gonna continue with that for now. With, no, with with the Ben Bechiyos Kvay You show me the mucker afterwards, then we'll update the, the ne- next week. Next week, yeah. So, um, so the, the, sometimes the father could also say, I don't want you saying Kaddish because about me, I'm still alive. I, I'm uncomfortable with my son saying Kaddish for 11 months when I'm still alive. I'd like to be alive and well till 120. I don't want you to say Kaddish. So the Pischei Shuvah Paskins, you don't listen to the father. You say Kaddish. Regardless of what the request is. So this seems to establish, you know, the Pashtas is that when it comes to a minhag, even if it's not sourced in the Gemara, even if it's um, n- not, not a, a, uh, a, an application of halacha, but it's a minhag that is there in Paiskim, it's there in Shulchan Aruch, it's there in the Rishonim. If the father requests you not to do that minhag, you don't listen to the father, because this is a minhag Yisrael. A minhag Yisrael tayrahi, so you go with a minhag. That's how we treat a minig that is sourced in, in, uh, in halacha. There's a final level of minhagim. So, so if your father says, don't do kaparis, you want to do kaparis, you, you do kaparis. If your father says, don't say kaddish, you say kaddish. <clears throat> the final level of minig is our minhagim, that this is just what Klaisrael does, but there's no source for it anywhere. Not in the Gemara, not in Shulchan Aruch, not in the Rishayim. There's mamash no source for this minig. Um, and and, and, and uh, the father makes a request for you not to do that minig. What are minhage Yisrael that are not in the Gemara? So Shalom Rubin just gave us one. How you dress. What? Gartel. A gartel, a hat. Uh, how you wear your payas. There's no, there's, no, there's no mucker for that. It's not in Shulchan Aruch how to make your payas. Not in the Rishonim how to make your payas. Maybe. I, there's, there's, a, there's a rush actually. A rush in Nazir that, that says that there's a minig to grow your payas out. Here's a rush like this in Nazir, to be misalsa with the pace. It sounds like the rush is talking about Taimanish Pace over there. But so there, there may be a mucker in the Rishayna for growing your pace at but but being but uh, growing them nice and uh, and Taimanish. Um, but uh, that notwithstanding, um, most of what we call like a Tsuras Yehudi, how he addresses is these are minhagim that are, are you know going to the mikvah every morning before davening. Tari Yaseret. Tzvilas Ezra is something that's sourced. That's, that would be a, a uh, maybe it could be a Chumrah. That would really be in the first discussion because that's a Chumrah being Machmer for Yishonim that say you should still do Tzvilas Ezra. But Tvila every morning for Tari Yaseret. There's no mocker for that. But a lot of you didn't do it. A lot of good you didn't go to the Mikkah every single morning for Tari Yaseret, for Hachanas to get ready for davening. So then your parents tell you, now, uh, it makes me very nervous. It's, 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 the winter time, the winter time, you're going to go to the mikvah every single morning, come out of the mikvah, you know, you're going to catch a cold, you're going to die. It's the summertime, you're going to go to the mikvah every morning in the summer. You know what, what's brewing in that mikvah over here? It's a, that mikvah is a whole soup of, of bacteria. It's a petri dish. Yeah, can, you can't go to the mikvah. So your parent says, don't go to the mikvah. Don't be makban on Tari Yaseira. Your parent says, yeah, that, that hat bothers me. Don't, please don't wear that hat. 
So the, 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 this is a minig that's not sourced anywhere, and, and the, uh, the place can say that such a request you do have to abide by. Now, you're allowed to petition the parent. You're allowed to uh, negotiate with the parents. Certainly, that's within Kibbutz of Aim um, to, 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 to speak it out with them. But if they make a request that, that, that it distresses them, it bothers them. The fact that you're dressing in a certain way, you have your hair done in a certain way, these payas, the, the gartel, and anything else that's like that, that's, that's a minigisrael, but not sourced anywhere, their Kibbutz of Aim overrides it, and there you have to go with Kibbutz of Aim. I, I, I have a Rebbe, who's what? Yeah, so this is going to, this, this gets back to um, uh, the discussion that we mentioned earlier. Pashas you can do it when they're not around, as long as they're not going to find out about it. We're going to get back to this next week. The, the distinction between Kiblavim, where they get something out of it, or where they, don't, where, where they don't get anything out of it, and when what they're getting out of it is just like emotional um, well-being, as opposed to emotional distress, as opposed to physically getting something out of it. So pashas you could still do it when they're not around, as long as they don't find out. You know, again, if you do it when they're not around, they find out about it, you, it might be counterproductive. Um, but here you do have a chiv of kibbutz of aim. Um, I have a Rebbe, I once heard this from, from a, a Rebbe of mine, whose uh, father was not from. His father was not from. And uh, this is a, he, this Rebbe of mine is, himself is a Baal Tshuva, but uh, he he's, uh, became Baal Tshuva when he was a teenager. And... Uh, not going to mention his name, but he's someone who is, is a mamish uh, a manik Yisrael, a manik Yisrael, thousands of Talmudim probably. Um, his Torah is disseminated far and wide. And I, I, I had, was able to sit by him for many years. I once heard the following story from him. He said that um, when he was becoming from, his father made a request for him when he comes home not to wear his tzitzis out. Father's father, it was embarrassing for the father. Father was very embarrassed. This kid has all these strings coming out of his pants. You know, it was embarrassing, so he made that request not, not to wear his tzitzis out. So he said, that, you know, he thought about it. You know, he wanted to be Mechabit's father, but he, he also had wanted to make this decision to wear his tzitzis out. And um, his father made a request, when you come home, when you come home, where you, don't wear your tzitzis out. His father didn't care what he did anywhere else. He said, you know, it bothers me, my circles, my friends, you know, it bothers me that, 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 that for them to see you wearing your tzitzis out. So he made a decision not to wear his tzitzis out, but never to wear his tzitzis out. Never to wear his tzitzis out. Both when he's at home in his father's company with his father's, you know, uh, uh, digni dignified friends, and, 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 and when he's in yeshiva, when he's at home in his, at his own home turf, he made, made the hachlotes. There's discussion about it. Maybe there, there's, there's people who say, maybe I'll be Kabbalah Zafka better not to wear your tzitzis out. There's a discussion about this. So he made a decision from that point on, I'm never wearing my tzitzis out. He didn't want to, he wanted to be Mechabit his father, but he felt he felt uncomfortable, you know, doing it because it wasn't even so much for his father. His father was embarrassed from all this, his highfalutin friends to, to, to not wear my tzitzis out because of these highfalutin friends that, that bothered him. So he just was machlet, never to wear his tzitzis out. He doesn't wear his tzitzis out. Wears his tzitzis tucked in. I have a few of them, actually, that uh, wear the tzitzis tucked in. He, some, one of them, not, not all of them are balay tshuva, one who's FFB. But uh, anyway, he was machlid right then and there. He listened to his father, but this, I'm just throwing this in as this is not really so relevant to keep it of aim. But uh, he didn't want to do it only, you know, have that on his, on his record in Shemaim that, that, that it was for these people, even though it was for keep it of aim, but it was on a secondary level for the people that, that his father was, that was, was embarrassed by. So he stopped made a decision not to wear his head. Okay, there's a few other things that uh, we'll save over. We'll roll them over for next week. Next week we'll just continue the discussions as well. 
Uh, we're going to talk this morning also about uh, someone whose father is not from, um, if the father is not even Jewish, what's keep it up, like, look like over there, whether there's a conflict between the wife being mechabed her father or the wife being mechabed the husband. So we'll roll all that over for next week. Mir Hashem. Erev Zois Chanukah, Shabbos Chanukah, Sunday Chanukah, we're having the breakfast and learn program, yes? No reason not to? Okay, good. Rabbi Hafen will be here, that means we're still having it. Um, and then um, a few more halachas coming up next week. We'll, we'll get into this discussion of, of um, being Mechabed your father on an emotional level. Okay, thank you everyone for joining. Everyone should have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Okay.